This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. It's Kelly and Rumia on AMI-tv, AMI-audio, and your favorite podcast platform available on demand whenever you want to listen to us. Kels, I was telling you over the break about uh, savory yogurt drinks, because that's a thing as well. A lot of uh, South Asian communities indulge in, like, basically drinkable yogurt, but the yogurt, plain yogurt, is mixed with salt and pepper, and I don't know what else they put in there, some kind of acid, I think, Um, and it's served warm. Oh, really? Usually. Well, that would yeah. make sense, especially when you make something savory like that. Yeah. I would think so anyway. It doesn't I, taste I... like steak. No? No. Well, as soon as you said savory, that's why I thought, oh, maybe it's like chicken, <laughs> it's steak. Like, imagine making a lobster, marinade. like a eggs. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 on the yeah. side. Yeah. Imagine making like a savory marinade with the yogurt, but Could you, you just it drink meat, it. Matt? Because there are some great foods with meat yeah. dishes with like a yogurt, a lot of exactly, Indian yeah. food. Exactly. Right? So could, would you would you use it in that application? Yes, but in this yeah. case, what I'm talking about, you just drink the marinade. I'm not. I don't think I'm making this sound very appetizing, but I promise you, it's good. Well, when you say marinade, I just keep getting it in my mind. Oh, you could it's throw meat. that on like as a <laughs> chunks yeah, of beef or, in your yogurt. Or, or, or exactly, or throw it at least on chunks <laughs> of meat, right? Yeah, you like could a, do that you know? exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's a thing. Anyway, we are going to talk about a really cool initiative now. Um, and the founder of this really cool initiative as well. After suddenly losing his vision, Manitoba resident Jason Reynolds started a uh, organization. It's called the International Blind Cafe, and this is a self-help and advocacy organization that covers everything from book clubs to online classes and braille training. Uh, there's over 1,600 members now, and the group is obviously, just based on that number, had a huge impact on the Blind Low Vision community. So Jason Reynolds is here now to join us, tell us how uh, the group is run, how it inspired his journey, but also how it inspires everybody else out there who's involved. Jason, nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. And we've talked about you and about the International Blind Cafe several times on the show over uh, years with our community reporters like Julie Martin and Tony Frymark. So we're really excited to have you on finally. Can you give us some background on yourself, just to give us the idea of how you got here um, to create the International Blind Cafe? Well, um, I I was never prog- I'd never had the prognosis of going blind. So when I suddenly went blind about four and a half years ago, I, I struggled because uh, I found there was a lack of hands-on right away resources for the blind and especially for all of a sudden going blind where you never learned about it growing up or anything because I was, like I said, there was no prognosis of ever going blind. I, I had a full career in, in, in the transport industry, as a matter of fact, and so I dabbled in Facebook a bit and stuff like that. And as as the pandemic kind of happened and the lockdown and the, the solitude and then not knowing I was never a big texter in the first place. Um, I decided to create a Facebook group where we, we talk to each other rather than texting mm-hmm. and, and it kind of snowballed from there. The Facebook group kept growing and growing and, and just the way it was touching people's lives and just developing and then the ideas from the other people that became a collaborative of ideas and 
eventually it's led to we we do um, through through Hadley in the states we we help present their material and do group learning like group study groups of uh, where we're learning Braille. I never thought I'd learn Braille, but I started in September and we're having a lot of fun doing that and sharing of resources from all over North America and and, and the world. So that's, wow, that's basically become a community of resources and we've moved over to discord as Facebook has changed their parameters and right. it's just continuously growing. It's, it's quite the amazing adventure. It's amazing when you, um, when people are in a position of, your, of yourself and as soon as that happens, you're told by medical people, this is what's happening to you. Sorry, the, you know, and then you just think, is there support? What do I do? What's my next step? And it's pretty amazing. Sometimes that, there just isn't. There isn't the push or the doctors telling you where where to go, who do you contact, how things happen. But sometimes some of us, even within the community, you could come and speak to people who have vision loss or uh, have been blind all their life or maybe relatively new as well. But I think sometimes it's just not the right venue to feel supported or like you relate. You kind of even feel sometimes more isolated when people say, hey, man, sorry, sorry about that. Hey, you want to come out and do this and that? Because they're speeding ahead for you. So... With this stuff going on, with the pandemic, with where you guys are now, I just want to reel things back just a little bit that as you got the idea, I want to get more people together. I want to get talking. Um, I'm sure a lot of it was conversation, supportive for yourself. But then these programs start to happen. How did that kind of unfold in, in the way of conversations and ideas and someone simply saying, man, I need to learn Braille. Tell us about that, Jace. One of the ladies in the group decided to... She, she, we talked about Braille. I'm like, oh, never, I'm, I'm too old. I can't do that. Like, I've always been a, a hands, we're working with my hands. I thought I was, I was beyond that. And with the, the assistive technology. So one of the ladies in the group was, she went and got the have through the Hadley program and started doing it and then thought, oh, it'd be great to learn with other people. So they started getting together and it just started blossoming like that. Mm. Like, if this is, and, and so we've actually set up a space on our Discord server, server where it's the little Braille schoolhouse, and we've got <laughs> nice. four or five, four or five of our members spend a couple hours a week, each of us helping present, lead the class, lead these study groups. That's what we'll call them, study groups mm -hmm. of five or six people learning Braille, and they're from Canada, the United States. We've got a gentleman from India learning, and Hadley ships their books around the world, and it's. It, and just it's been spontaneous like that um yeah and we share tips about how to use our white canes and and like when i first went blind it was information overload like there's just yes the the, the organizations here like they came to my house and they gave me this big pile of stuff oh this is all for you <laughs> I'm like oh that's that's great that's awesome and then the day before my first cane my first cane lesson lockdown so oh. i learned cane i learned cane by zoom so i figured i can learn braille by zoom too so. wow wow it, it, jason can you talk about the other partnerships or or things like hadley like i'm i'm sure for them you know their business the organization but to see uh, this potentially many people realizing being aware of their services um, you, th that's got to be great for them, but any other things groups uh, have formed and have partnerships where you're receiving stuff or working with you on the education piece? 
Um, some of the, a couple of the ORCAM ambassadors do presentations with, with the ORCAM um, I thing, where that, that ORCAM reader. Um, mm. And then there's quite a few people that are advocates through some of the other programs, the NFB, the CNIB, and so we kind of like to pool our resource together. The, the biggest education piece, though, is is the Braille, right. and then just drawing our resource together with just what we've learned from the different institutions. We've learned our cane training and our dog. The, we got dog users too. Yeah, just the tips and tricks and the way we share the ideas and the, the way we deal with snow in, in Manitoba versus the way we deal with slush and <laughs> in, in, in um, like Virginia, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I find it very interesting because it seems to be what you're saying, everyone's experience, you come from suddenly losing your vision, life totally changing, you have other, but there does seem to be a, un, um, not even uniform, but your group seems to have its own methodology of Supporting, being able to be there, the 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 using Discord um, down to the education and the, the the bonding that people who get involved, um, that you guys have found that little way of supporting, being able to laugh, cry, teach everything. Oh, for sure. We do cooking presentations. There's lots of us that I, I live independently, and I'll share how I cook everything from scrambled eggs to a steak to another guy does a lot of um southern barbecue and he'll mm. share how he does that like we we really want to encourage independent living amongst amongst the visually impaired and a big one is for me is we've got to be out there we've got to be seen like what you guys do where we're, we're being seen we're not invisible and that's very important to me is yeah in, independent living like we we're, we're here and we're not going away and and we can do it. We're more than our blindness. And doing it in a way that's really about peer support, about um, understanding mm -hmm. that people might be challenged or uh, struggling in current phases and stages of their journey with disability, but also that there's, you know, you'll find somebody in here, in this group, who... Uh, can relate to you, can help you with that leg up and the resources. I'm curious when it comes to running something like this, especially because it's growing, you know, exponentially, it seems, Jason, uh, are there rules, established ways of participating in the group that maybe weren't there when you started the group, but now have to be considered because of just purely numbers or even just, you know, uh, sub talks and, um, uh, places where you're like, hey, we're meeting for this thing today and that thing tomorrow and different people running different things? Um, yeah, because I one of the things I about free speech and be able to speak your mind and be who you are. And it's and, and as the group has grown, like, yeah, we got to be able to speak our mind, but be respectful of others. So a structure has formed and we mm -hmm. do have a list of about eight or nine rules. And we, we, we call them guidelines because we're not going to throw anybody out for for pushing at those guidelines because we're people and we have bad days and we get frustrated and in, in running it, I think we have a team of about 18 people that run it or 16 people that are running it right now. And, and I couldn't do it without them. They're, they're all amazing people. So, and they, they it's also a very diverse group. So we're not all single-minded. Mm -hmm. So we've all, yeah. that helps balance the, the, the way we run the, run the run the group too. So if I'll disagree with something and someone says, well, Jason, you know, it, 
think <laughs> think of it this way and i'm like oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're right yeah. so it's well, it's kind of a group that sets you up for that as well, right? For disagreeing, for giving, you know, multiple solutions or offerings for specific kind of challenges. Um, really great. Give us the know-how. How do we get to the International Blind Cafe? Where do we go to search you guys up and how do we get there? Um, we're on Facebook at the International Blind Cafe. Um, it, it's the International Blind Cafe 18 plus. We, okay. we, we made it 18 plus just so that we can be ourselves. Perfect. And then we're, we're also on Discord. Um, you can find us on disboard.org. We're listed on the, the, Discord, the Discord directory. So we're, we're easy, easily locatable. And then on our Facebook page, the link is there on a regular basis. So. Well, Jason, it's been lovely to have you on to give us, uh, you know, more insight on this group that you run. And obviously, we've heard enough testimonials that it's going really well. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Chase. No, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. We were speaking with Jason Reynolds, the founder of the International Blind Cafe, talking about this accessible support and advocacy platform on Facebook that you can search up and be part of if you're part of the blind and low vision community. In the next hour of Kelly and Rumia, we have our Voices segment. Danielle McLaughlin, who usually joins us for Know Your Rights, is going to hang out with us during that chat. We'll learn a little bit about her career. Also, Young Wung is going to join us and talk about um, a racially uh, exploited hate crime that she experienced recently while riding public transit. Uh, but after the break, we have a community report with you or for you with Tony Freimark. We'll be right back. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.